beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good, Kickback family? Hopefully, you are having another great week. And if you're not, that sucks for you, because I'm having a good one, and it's another great time um for us here at the kickback i don't even know what we're talking about today but i can tell you that i'm doing good and i'm feeling good and things are great and one of the reasons i'm feeling good because you guessed it it's still black history month but you thought you thought it was gonna be something else that happened in the world it's a lot of craziness that has happened in the world but for me i am doing good and the song that i got for y'all right now and i'm gonna start off with my song and then i'll tell you my temperature is from Grammy Awards winner, the one, the only, Kendrick Lamar. But he said, I done been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan want to put me in a bow tie. Pray the holy water don't go dry. As I look around, so many want to down me, but they can never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they found me. And I love myself. This world is a ghetto is get, is a ghetto with big guns and picket signs. I love myself, but they could do whatever it want. I don't mind because I love myself. He said, I got to get up. This is more than suicide. I love myself. And then one of my favorite lines, and I always tell people that it's just another day in paradise, but he says, one day at a time, the sun going to shine. All right. Mm. So whatever you going through, I hope it's great on your end because it's great on mine. If it ain't, just know one day at a time, the sun going to shine. And if I had to give you a temperature, it'd be at a beautiful 90 degrees with a light wind breeze. That is not chilly at all. But I'm here with two of my favorite people, Sharika and Sabrina. Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? What y'all tip like? Well, EB, I'm one of the people that it sucks for. <laughs> my week is not going great. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Life be life and people be peopling. It be all the things. Uh, I do have a song. It is R-E-S-P-E-C-T by our girl Aretha Franklin. And I know this is talking about relationships. This is not about my relationship, but this is about some, you know, people that just give people respect. Respect people. You know, all all we asking for is a little respect. Especially in Black History Month. Y'all, come on, give the people a little respect. Especially especially the Black. I've been feeling the oppression and I'm just like, you know what? I just want a little respect. So I'm feeling the oppression <laughs> Listen. Everything, especially during this month, it seems like an extra assault. You know, y'all need to be acting accordingly. You know what time it is. You know what month it is. Don't be coming with the craziness. But anyway, um, other than that, God is good. Life is life. Um, what is my temp? My temp is mm, my temp is seventy. No, my temp is my temp is eighty nine. Which y'all know I don't like them hot temperatures. <sighs> but I'm feeling a little hot under the collar. But you know what? One thing our people gonna do is we gonna fight, and that's. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep it fighting. I'm gonna keep it moving. Keep it pushing. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate my people. I'm gonna be great. And so you know what? What you know what the Bible says? If God is for you, who can be against you? I know that's right. And so you know what? I'll let the Lord handle my light work. And Sabrina, how are you? I love it. I am doing excellent. I'm on I guess on the same wave as EB. Once again, happy Black History Month. I know we already told y'all. I can't go any further without giving a quick little shout out to Viola Davis, who has joined two other great, amazing, talented Black women with her EGOT status. Y'all, that's very difficult to get. That's an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Now, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to um cap. I didn't even know she had this book out that I guess she is doing. She did like an audio version of it, and mm-hmm. it's some sort of bio- autobiography. So now I have to definitely plug in and make sure I add that to my list of things to read or listen to, but that's what she got the Grammy for and I'm so I was so excited that you know I felt like on some way in some ways the Grammys were hashtag so black and I was like okay black history I see Super Bowls coming up I can't wait to see what they're going to be giving with the black national anthem and with the halftime I feel like ever since a couple of honestly since the pandemic and we were like you know what we're not putting up with this anymore Mm -hmm. you know and after the way they treated Kaepernick they have really done a much better job at least in their pre-show with like incorporating and acknowledging hey it's black history month and a lot of these athletes you know they black so maybe we should try to acknowledge (laughs) it so i'm feeling just really excited y'all i love the super bowl 
ask me how many football games I've watched this year. The answer is zero. There's <laughs> something about this, <laughs> this Super Bowl. I just get really into it. I get, I do like football. As many of you know, I cheered in high school and in college. So I'm familiar with like how the game is played, but other than that, other than the Super Bowl, I'm not like dived in daily, monthly. I don't even know how often the games are, but at the Super Bowl, I get so excited. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited because tonight I'm going on a date with my husband to see one of his favorite comedians, Jim Gaffigan. Now I'll admit that type of humor. Usually I'm like, Oh, you know, that's funny. It's not like when I watch like Def Comedy Jam, Bernie Mac. Stuff like that when I'm like laid out, my belly hurts, I'm crying. It's not like that, but it gets, it's giving for my husband. So anything that gets for <laughs> my husband, I support. I'm going to be there. Shout out to the $40 tickets this dress. Um, so that's going to be great, great. And that's where we got engaged. So anytime we go back to this dress, I'm like, oh, which by the way, Evie got engaged to there too. <laughs> One thing <laughs> On the same, in the spot that my husband was going to do. And the only reason he didn't do that spot was because his mom was there scouting ahead of him. And she was like, Doug, you might want to choose another spot because somebody's already doing an engagement over here. (laughs) We didn't know it was EB, but, you know, I'll never forget EB and Judith because of that, too. So my temp is high. And shout out to Toby Mac because... Because of Sharika, the concert was on my radar. Sharika get, came in contact with some free tickets. So I was like, yes. But then literally the day of two or three hours before go time, another one of our good friends contacted us about tickets and hers came with parking. So I said, okay, we're going to make this magic work. We're going to get the free parking. We're going to see the show. We're going to include some more of our other friends. And it was great. So my temp is actually inspired by that concert. Now, Toby Mac, honorary because of Jesus Freaks. I'll never forget him because of that alone. That was my jam when I was younger. But my actual song for for today is one I heard. um, It was a total shock because I didn't know David Crowder band was going to be there, too. He was awesome. And they shared a song called Higher Power. And that song, I have been singing it since the concert, y'all. It's amazing. There's this one line in the chorus that said, we on that higher power, we lions, not cowards, Mm. put your robe on, we the choir, we the champions, throw the the flowers. And y'all know my man is not one for any kind of outward excitement. This is a man who stood still and silent at the Beyonce concert and then walked in the parking lot and said, that was one of the most fun moments of my life. So that's my husband. But when that's a little bob with his head, yes, this song is everything. And that's what I feel like as a Christian, as a woman whose hope and faith and trust and joy is in the Lord. I'm feeling that in this season. Like we're on the higher power. Like we're not mm. cowards. We're champions. Go ahead and throw the flowers. Cause you know what it is. No matter yes. what today looks like, we're the champions. So thank mm-hmm. you for that little testimony, David Crowder. Ever since <laughs> then, I've just been like, yes, that song. And yes, that's my temp. Higher power. Girl, that was everything. Girl, when they hit, hit throw the flowers, I, I thought that in my spirit. I'm like, yes, throw the flowers. We need we in celebration mode. Exactly. Um, we 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 celebrating because anyway, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say a few things. Um, Sabrina's your ticket also came with free food too. Don't forget that. Also, um, yes. Yeah, so Marjorie, she was just like, oh my job. <laughs> Had some tickets and I can give them to friends. And so originally I thought she couldn't come and she just needed someone to take her place. So I was like, okay, this comes for free parking. So I will take advantage of this because Sharika and I were going to carpool together. So that was like something cool to take advantage of. But then when we got there, it was a whole sweet situation. Thank you for the reminder, Sharika. We walked up there. They're like, oh, you're in the lodge. And honestly, someone did try to respect my black history and I felt the oppression to Sharika because <laughs> I went up to one of the ushers there and I was like, Hey, can you tell us where these seats are? We're not sure. We don't know what lodges. And she was like, Oh, some people think they're up here, but they're really not. So let me see your tickets. We couldn't even get on the elevator without showing our tickets. So there's no way we would have even been able to be in that area. I just needed to know where on that level 
we needed to go right left but she really tried to play me and then when she saw the tickets on my phone she said oh you really are in lodge one and Doug hmm. was looking at me like is this the time because one thing my man will do ever since that weave store I know he will flip out about me and say something's racist he's gonna go full white man I will call the cops I will do whatever for my woman so Doug was giving me the eye and I was like no that's fine let's just you know like because really lady okay yes I asked for help so maybe on the other side of that I asked for help so maybe she thought I was confused but it was the oh you really are for me (laughs) that was the part that I did not love but what I did love is when you walked up there I'm like is this how people is this how rich people really see games and concerts a whole buffet burgers pizza candy everything and then you had a waiter coming to your seat like he was like oh do you want you know y'all know I don't really drink so I was like water is fine but he was bringing my husband cokes or whatever it was really really nice so shout out to Marjorie for thinking of us and her job and what was even cooler is like after all almost all like the warm-up bands came Marjorie calls me and she's like hey are you here? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, I'll be there in a second. Marjorie came and then even Jim came. So I was like, this is great. I thought we'd be up here alone, babe. So it really, really was a good time. We got to go with them and Shriek and her husband were there. And Dr. Charles, who's been on the podcast before and his lovely wife, Maggie. Oh, she's been on the pod too. So mm-hmm. they were there too. And it was just, I thought that was, that was like the highlight of my month. That was an incredible time. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. Um, I did want to, um, well, I'll let EB. Did you have anything you want to say about the concert, EB? Great concert. Um, I think you guys hit it on everything. Solid songs, solid performance. Um, shout out to the food. And <laughs> as much as I love Toby, as much as I love Toby Mac, um, like Crowder is still that dude so many years mm. later. Like he sounded so good and you could just see him continuing to branch into new things and connecting with, I would say with the, adapting with the times. Um, mm. but I was like, dang, I need to go to a David Crowder or Crowder as he goes by now. He doesn't go by David anymore. He just goes by Crowder, but I need to go to one of his shows because of how solid he was and the sound at this concert sounded better than the sound that came through my TVs of the Grammys. Mm. We're going to talk about that too. But, but I was out. I, I don't know. Maybe I was just, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased, but I was surprised at the singers and musicians and stuff that was in the Crowder, Crowder band. I was like, okay, you got some color people up in there. Why were you like, surprised, Sharika? Well, because, um, I was surprised because mainly because of the style of his music. It's not bad it's great i like his music and he sang one of my songs and i was i was all in but i was just surprised to see the girl with the weave down to her ankles oh so beautiful you know, i was just i was just surprised i was like okay i love to see it i love to see it this should be inclusive because i guess we you hear a lot of times that i mean maybe in mainstream but like um like the dove awards is usually for you know is the Dove Awards and there's another Christian one, but it's usually like one's more for contemporary Christian, which is more of uh, a Caucasian people are usually at one. And then the, there's one, oh, the Stellar Awards. The Dove Awards is usually a lot of Caucasian groups, contemporary Christian music. Uh, and then, and then it's usually the Stellar Awards is usually for, you see a lot more gospel and things like that. So I love, and, and, and obviously neither one of those genres are, particular to any race but there is usually a trend that happens there so i love to see you know people we love all kind all color people love all kinds of music and i love to see groups that are integrated like that so i enjoyed that I do too. and i'll say i am rooting for everybody black the only thing that didn't surprise me was anytime there's something lit our people aren't far behind especially mm-hmm. when it comes to entertainment and music and I'm going to double down on that. So if anybody wants to send me a DM, like, how dare you? Uh, don't bother. I'm not, there's nothing that can change my mind about what I just said. And you're right, though. I didn't realize his style of music had changed so dramatically. And maybe it's not dramatic. Maybe I, all I knew was, oh, how he loves. And that's my bad mm. for not diving in mm. deeper. The, that was like the thing, like, that song had me in the chill cold, y'all. <laughs> like, ah. 
I remember college 2008, like I had that song on repeat all the time. So that was my introduction. And then I heard a few things here and there, but when the way he came out, the way he was dressed, his, the swag, mm-hmm. the energy, I was not surprised. I was like, Oh, I have black folks in this, all up in this. And it was just facts and truth. And it was really, really, and then you think about Toby Mac and his style too. Mm-hmm. So that probably wasn't surprising that, you know, he also had not only black people, but yeah definitely like in the mix it was just so incredible it was really really good and and what surprised me was toby matt and i'm high junks on the 58 year old <laughs> knees because me on my 37 year old knees don't know if i'm able and so i was like you know what toby you go ahead and hit them high jumps because i love to see that and um once again i'm telling on myself because this is how like not plugged into the culture that i am but I didn't realize he had lost a child in 2019 mm. and the way that he was just so open about the impact that had on him and the fact that he even made a whole album. I think for me, it's incredible to see because I am the opposite when I am going through something, the harder it is usually the more like internal I take it and I deal with it with on myself. If something's frivolous to me, I'll talk about it all day long, but with something's really serious, I'm like, mm, this, you know, mm-hmm. I got this. This is between me and the Lord. But he had me bawling, laughing, crying, everything. There's like the whole gamma there. And to Sharika's point about like those awards, didn't really know about those. I mean, I've heard of the Dove Awards, but I noticed growing up on quote unquote mainstream Christian radio, it was usually the white artists. I mean, they had Jackie Valesquez mm-hmm. up in there and um, who's the one who says sings uh, Nicole C. Mullen. Nope. I know yeah, my I'll redeemer. Just gonna say her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my redeemer Liz, but I was like, mm-hmm. I know of so much Christian music that mm-hmm. people of color sing. Why, why are we not on this radio? But all I had to go through was Asbury university. When my experience there. And I was like, Oh, baby racist. So <laughs> I was like, that makes a lot of sense, sense to me. And uh, if you went to Asbury and you had different experience, you know, God bless you, but I will never take away from what my experience was. And it, that was the first time in my life. I realized racism was still a thing. It was popping. It wasn't at my public schools that I grew up in, in small towns, North Carolina. It was at the Christian university. Cause those white folks did not want this seven black people who were there there period um so yeah i like that at least those two bands and i'm sure others do the same are showing like unity on on that front speaking of that and going into awards and things like that i think we talked about maybe we talked about this at the concert sabrina but i remember we were talking about um the grammys happen and we were talking about the um i think there was an article in variety and about how some people felt they they interviewed people who are on the voting committee and why they and they shared why they voted for this why they didn't vote for that and all the things so did want to talk about beyonce if y'all are didn't hear or didn't don't know she is now the most decorated uh musician or with it with the most Grammys and that just happened um that happened this past weekend and I'm very sad I did not get to see uh all the Grammys I've seen some clips but I would like to go back and see them all but I was uh en route to my home but um in that article one of the guys was saying well they didn't he doesn't even listen to all the music and um he he and somebody was like oh I like Bonnie Raitt so I voted for her um somebody was saying I think this uh the gentleman was saying that oh Beyonce is basically he almost said she was overrated he's like oh everybody goes people go crazy for her and I don't she always wins so we didn't vote for her for this because she always wins stuff and this is why oh I did want to say oh back to your thing Sabrina where you said it seems more uh like a lot of more people of color I believe that the person that produced the Grammys this year was a a gentleman of color as well as what happened in the Oscar. So I think that is was evident in what was displayed. But what my concern is the people who are on the, the Academy, what are there? What is it a variety of people? Is it just uh, one main demographic? Cause that's what it kind of seems like. Um, it seems like it's one type of demographic. And I think, People have been complaining about that. Oh, this this seems so white or that seems so white. And it is. Yes, we do need the producers of the show and who uh, 
to, to, to be people of color and other nationalities as well. But also we need to make sure the people that are behind the scenes who get to place their votes for these prestigious awards also reflect a variety of people and nationalities and things like that. Yeah. So the Grammys, um, and I'm not going to take too much time on this because y'all know us at the kickback and you know me, I'm always telling you go do your own research, but for a lot of people, right. There's like different members of the recording Academy where Mm -hmm. they have like voting members and what people fail to sometimes realize is some of those voting members are either those who performed it, those who are songwriters, those who are producers, those who are engineers, those who are creators of music. And then, you know, they are part of, you know, the voting party at times. They also have professional members who kind of filter through everything that's submitted. And those are typically what we would consider like the business people um, who support the creators who are like the music um, executives or the A&Rs or those who own the performing rights, those organizations, the promoters, the agents, the managers, the lawyers, the publicists. And then it also has like Grammy you um members which someone be like why are we worrying about what college students thinks but it's literally students who are fully enrolled in some form of school right with the desire to work in the recording industry upon graduation and those are somewhat the tiers of the membership types and a lot of the people who are part of these groups are of a specific demographic now part of that is because those are the people who run all the labels Mm -hmm. where um who run all the labels and they always have and then they also are the people who they might be on a, I don't know, I'll use random people like a, a Brandy Carly or a Doja Cat or a Kendrick or Beyonce or Steve Lace. They might be on one of those albums in a way of being the executive producer or they help come up with a title. So now they have song rights to this. And mm. it's literally all types of those random things that sometimes happen um, in those. And then those people vote. And yeah, and most times, some way well, I say most times, sometimes people agree with their choices and other times other people don't. I can't really speak to it because unlike Edie, I don't know anything about that process. Everything EBJ said sounds new to me. I'm, and I don't watch the Grammys. I can't think of the last time I've watched them. Now I do follow up with like clips or I'll look at the winners. For example, one of my camp counselors in my younger days was nominated for a Grammy this year. Shout out to Sean, well, Dr. Sean Acapebla. He didn't win, um, but I wanted to see if he had. So I looked, looked that up and yeah, I will say what I did do when it comes to album of the year it is wild to me that she's never won that particular one Mm -hmm. i think they're very comfortable giving her the quote-unquote black awards which Mm. is fair which is fair in a way because she makes that she makes r&b music you know she's definitely played with the pop world etc so for me to say oh you only give her the black awards it's like me saying if a country singer only gets country awards it's like okay that's fair um but it's crazy to me as a taylor swift fan taylor Mm -hmm. swift has three. Mm-hmm. Adele has one. Harry Styles now has and what I did is the next day I listened to his whole album. It has some bops like um, Love of My Life, As It Was, Matilda, Boyfriends. Those four stood out to me on that album. But I'm like, is this an album we're going to be talking about 20 years from now? Because Renaissance is going to be in the clubs. All those are <laughs> just a bop like is it and I know it's not the album that stands the test of time it's album Mm. of the year so I try to look like outside of my peers and be like are people really like is this people's album of the year and it's been hard for me to find that another Mm. point of discussion I've heard is that well Beyonce sampled a lot of music on her album which is very much true and perhaps Harry didn't and because I don't know all the things that goes into that album I can't really say if that was a factor or what I can say as a normal plebeian American it does feel weird to me that these other like I said and I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan I probably know more Taylor Swift songs and all the lyrics and stuff than Beyonce but I it's crazy to me that Taylor has three and Beyonce has zero that's wild and that Harry has one and Harry got up there saying like this doesn't normally happen to people like me and I'm like what white men Mm. because it, it it happens to you most of the time the Grammys have been around I think this was the 64th or 65th year and 30 of the album of the year awards have gone to white men so who's the not very often harry no shade i listened to your album i told you you had the bops too but um <laughs> it does happen to people like you i'm curious how many black women have won it or how many black people period so they can continue uh, to like I, oh go ahead go ahead Evie. oh no i was just gonna say um it's only been 11 people um 11 black people artists who have won album of the year um at the at the grammys as a whole and for me 
um, not shocked, not surprised. And it's one of those things of like, yes, you would want those who are deserving to win the award, like, you know, whether it be uh, Beyonce or a Lizzo or this person or that person uh, or Mary J. Blige, because I think she was nominated as well. Um, but we can go on the list. And it's just like, I, it's certain things you just don't expect from, I would say, at least for me, I don't expect for white America. I want to say the last two females may have been Lauren Hill and, mm, and Ooh, so deserving. Whitney Houston, I think. Ooh, her, so yeah. deserving. So deserving, both of them. Like, yeah, Lauren Hill. Ah, so good. Mm. Yeah, so it's one of those things that it happens. And then the other thing I would say, last year, if I if I'm looking at it correctly, last year the person who won album of the year was John Baptiste. And I know for us, it's not a big deal for black people to wear back to back. But for them, those who are voting, like who won last year? Oh no, we just gave it to a black dude. No, we not give it to a black woman this year. Let's switch it up. Like for them, they can do that all the time. And I see it in life. I see it in work. Um, like even right now, like we I work at a place where there are three out of four people in a specific department and it's a music I was saying it's a music and arts department and three of them are black males in this department were one white female and it was funny that it was somebody else was just like oh dang um Adley became like because I could say it but it was like Dr. Adley became the DMD and that's all y'all got but well one person was already there he offered another person who didn't look like him they denied it after accepting the role um and so he went with the best candidate like I don't know what you say but we don't say that and me talking to the person mm. I was like I don't say that about y'all I was like I definitely do think it but I don't say it I was like that's wild that you would say that right now. How um, many departments are all white? And I was right. just getting ready to say. I was <laughs> like, just, it's, about it's just to say. funny. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> it sucks for like as we talk about it in Black History Month. It sucks that you know even being qualified for a job is not enough for mm. certain people. And I know that's not that's not a a blanket to all people of um. It's not a, a it's not a blanket for all European Americans because that's like all twenty twenty three. Y'all gonna hear me say that a little more often instead of saying white people. Like the way y'all like to use the word African American. Like y'all gonna hear European American a lot for me. Like it's gonna oh, be so I much. It. It's gonna be so much that it's gonna be a coin term from me. And I say that only because y'all sometimes blank it out. Well, all African Americans, like, don't forget, like we talked about this on the podcast. We was talking about ancestries and DNA and all that. Like I would identify better as a Haitian or as a Haitian American. But like, mm. since you want to say African American, I'm gonna hit you with a European American. Like mm-hmm. you don't let it. me call you Irish American. Like why would you call somebody else an African American? So you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you a European American, and that's gonna be the way that. I refer to people who come from the continent of Europe. Um, but yeah, it sucks that Beyonce didn't win because if you go through that album, you would definitely see that she was better. And no beef to Harry Styles. I did not do what Sabrina did and listen to his whole album. But when I listened to parts of it, I'm like, maybe it's just not my style. Because I do know there's a lot of people, what I would consider Gen Z's or a younger demographic, who loves Harry Styles. Like he's on, and I say a lot, a lot of people who I follow, he's like all through their timeline. He's all through their their reels. He's like their thing right now. But when I look But he's it, a brand, not the talent. I think they love Harry Styles the brand. And he came mm. out of One Direction, attractive European, you know, man. But the talent, EB, I'm glad you didn't waste your time listening to that whole album. <laughs> because there was a point when I was like, I can't wait until this is over so I can listen to Renaissance. Like, I just had <laughs> to... I, in my soul, I just had to because I was like, okay, I'm not going to speak on this until I've really listened to both. But there wasn't like... It's kind of like when the European-Americans were crazy about that movie with that guy singing City of Stars and they were talking about inventing jazz and if I don't know what's blacker than jazz and they had these two white people in this movie what was the name of that movie and they loved it oh it, it wasn't that good not La La Land yes oh, La it, La was La Land. Yeah. it was trash oh, it was not good La La Land and that just drove me up but Terrible. once again there's <laughs> I think that one that might have been the Oscars like no, 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 it wasn't that good. But European Americans are crazy about it. And I'm listening to this Harry Styles album and I was like, I can't, I'm not even going to say two years. Next year, if I ask some people what we were taught, they might say as it goes. And that's like pushed through the radio. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm EB. Ugh, you didn't miss any. And this is no disrespect because I'll tell you one thing, story of my life. That was a bop. I still <laughs> like that song. My life. Sabrina about what you were saying with Beyonce you know and I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about it and they were saying how well Beyonce is nominated in the R&B category but yet it's like they feel like her music doesn't transcend into being able to be an album of the year oh it's relegated to that section of the cat- of, of, of categories but she sings R&B so that's fair yeah but what but 
Taylor Swift isn't just relegated to pop. They so feel like pop is a bigger audience than Airbnb. Um, no, I would just say pop is bigger, but also for these, just to help you out a little bit, sure. Like I don't know all the details, and we probably get somebody else who's in the music world, but I do know it's whatever you, as the artist or their label, submits their stuff to. So, for example, mm-hmm. if and that's why certain people win certain awards. Like for example, it's funny how Lizzo wins Record of the Year, but she doesn't win Album of the Year. And I would love to know, like, what is the difference um, in those two things? Like, well, and I know I somebody. Just, I, it, records just one song, song. and then you album have a great is song, but the album song. as a. Uh, but I'm saying she was Beyonce was submitted for album of the year, but she wasn't selected, and 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 I don't think it's just because her music is R and B because one of the things too, especially now with social media, a lot of these people's songs and albums are getting popular over social media. So these people, how many of the tickety talks and all the things has these Beyonce song, everybody dancing to the white black, all y'all seen that puppet dance. Everybody was dancing. Yeah. I have seen a Harry Styles challenge. Everybody's talking about some, <laughs> that whole Beyonce challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to sing it, but so you're that's why right. like it, her music does transcend to beyond just R and B. And I'm not saying I'm cause listen, I like Beyonce, but I don't love her like everyone else does. And to this moment, I still have not listened to the whole of Renaissance. Shave me if you want, but I'm just saying her music. I will say that her music does transcend just beyond the category of R and B. And if she was, she was placed in, in as a nominee for album of the year, but it seems as though it's very hard for out R and B music to be out um album of the year but i think beyonce is beyond just r&b she reaches a bigger demographic than just just r&b absolutely and when i think of the first taylor swift album that got album of the year fearless now once again i'm a country girl i like country music but i'm like fearless got album of the year and no beyonce album that is criminal and there are albums that are my that are on my top favorite albums yeah so that i felt i did feel a little bummed about it but at the same time there's so much to celebrate because Mm -hmm. she has more grammys than anyone Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that's like y'all might not give me this thing but the grammys speak for themselves you see them lined up on the shelves but also this is i did hear this and this and i felt like this would resonate with your spirit that sometimes even like even in the workplace people are like oh we gave you this you should be happy with this but what about giving people what they deserve if they deserve all the awards give them all the awards if they worked hard or their stuff is that great why do we have why is it that we have to oh you should be pacify people with oh this should be good enough you should be happy with this oh we'll i'm not give sure you that the- they're pacifying her with that i think it's just like don't well, throw the baby out with that- the bathwater. she has made yes well i'm say that because that of the guy that was like, oh, she always wins, so we didn't want to vote for her in this category because she. Everyone always talks about Adele and Beyonce. So they what was his need- name again, Sharika? Exactly. We don't even know his name. He's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> like, but okay, he's making. Like, the, but he's over there making the the vote. Yeah, he's not the only one. But he's and not the only one voting. Pe- yeah. Right, and there are people with that thing. There are people who like everybody gets a participation trophy culture, mm-hmm. and there are those of us who don't vibe with that. And I am one who does not like if I ever have a child and they lose guess what you lost you didn't come in second to last no you came in last and that's okay they need to know it's okay to not be a winner every time that's reality that's life won't be no participation trophies over here in the Kemper household I actually think that takes away the value from when you do work hard for something and you deserve it um, but I do want to celebrate the fact that she has the most Grammys. Like that is a big deal. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I think those, the ones that she won were not to pacify her. I think she very much deserved those. I mean, Kanye got up there and saw it, said it. He <laughs> said, listen, I know we don't let you have your moment, but Beyonce's video was <laughs> like, we're all thinking it. So it's fine. And I think in some ways that can mean a little more. In some ways it can be awkward for you though. Like if I if everyone's like you deserve this you deserve this I don't get it and then somebody goes up to the mic and they're like hey I've listened to you I skipped fifth grade English class it's like does that make me feel better or worse I don't know well at least I, I don't know I don't know either <laughs> but 
but at least they're saying what they felt. Right. E.B., you watched it, though. Did you have any, like, high moments from the Grammys? Because it sounds like the audio wasn't exactly yeah, The it audio is. wasn't it, but the best highlight for me, outside of, I don't say outside of Beyonce, because I'm happy Beyonce got um what some would be as, you know, well, got the record. But the highlight of them bringing or celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop was special with just all the people that they had on stage from L O Cool J, Queen Latifah, um, Big Boy, Buster Rhymes, De La Soul, mm-hmm. DJ Drama, um, Ethiopian King. Um, I don't know. It was so many people that I'm like, dang, Raheem, Rakim, The Roots, Salt and Pepper, Scarface, Swiss Beats, Too Short, uh, Lil Baby. Of course, I would say the other two highlights that stuck out to me was um, Samara Joy winning, I think it was Best New Artist, and then God Did Performance with Jay-Z. Mm, Rick I Ross did see that. And Lil Wayne. So, um, those and Jay-Z. That was solid. I said, that's what I started off with. Oh, and, uh, I was just going to say, don't forget my man. Okay, go ahead. You be you know, the first name that I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that would be some of my highlights and just seeing all of those artists who have transcended um, music and specifically the past 50 years of hip hop and just the impact that all of them have made in some way, shape or form. Um, it was just dope. And then the songs that they, I guess you could say, performed, like just the influence of those songs as well. So I would say that was definitely a highlight for me while watching the Grammys. I, I really wanted to see that hip hop. The 50 years because I love I love me some Buster Rhymes. I've always loved Buster Rhymes. My favorite, well, my four favorite uh r- rappers are Buster Rhymes. Well, well, let me start with number one, Jay-Z, Buster Rhymes, Missy Elliott, and Ludacris. Those are my top four. But so I wish I would have gotten to see that because I heard it was really good. So I'm hoping that and Missy was there too. He's still on YouTube, so you'll be able to. Okay, watch it I was home. gonna say hopefully they'll drop the videos. I saw one, but it was looking a little blurry. I want a clear, clear video. So I was waiting to see if the Grammys would drop an official clear video. I have a question about Beyonce. I was in the shower, just a random thought. I was like, I feel do you feel Beyonce feels pressure from like how everybody always talks about her? Do you feel like she feels like this pressure or weight to be whatever because everyone loves her so much my knee-jerk thought was no because she is doing something that she loves and she's gonna do that regardless of what people say because when you're at in any kind of type of entertainment the praise and the insults it's gonna fluctuate so crazily and you really can't derive you know, your joy or your desire to do it from that. If you do, you won't last very long. The same people who love you, root for you. I mean, it happened to Jesus. They're like, Hosanna, Hosanna, crucify him. <laughs> like literally in the same week. So that just happens. And when I listen to her music, especially as it has evolved over time, I just get this huge amount of confidence in her. And she says things like, I don't know if this record is going to sell. Oh, well, and bow down B words. And I'm that girl. So she knows who she is she knows her talent so I don't think like she's like at home at night like oh are people gonna like me or are they gonna like me too much so that was my knee-jerk thought but then I had to think honestly um about when you're in that type of performance space and just like the mental side of it and I think anybody who's really good at something you have to have such mental strength so that you can continue to do it despite that because people can really get I've seen this with students I see this I've seen this with professional athletes professional musicians if they start to overthink like oh my gosh like I have to be good because I've always been this great because it then will throw them off of their metaphorical game and Beyonce sense for some people it's their literal game but there's things that you can do and performance psychologists I'm gonna do a shameless plug for my colleagues in performance um psychology there are things you can do to help you not get into that headspace so I think it's still taking me time to think about the question because are you asking if she has that thought? If my response to that is, of course, it can come and go. But do I feel like that thought informs her de- her decisions? I would say absolutely not. Just look at the way she moves. Honestly, we don't know the way she moves. We only know what she wants mm-hmm. us to know. And that's the vibe. And that's the part. <laughs> and that's what I that what kind of led me to the question is not that I think she's worried. Well, will this sell? I'm thinking if everybody is talks about her as cause they literally call her a 
Day Queen. They they basically praise her so much. It's I'm wondering, does that feel like overwhelming to the point where you just can't be a regular? You can't be doing anything because everything you've done is either is always on. There's this big magnifying glass, and and I mean that's a lot of celebrities, but it's almost like Beyonce's like on another level. Obviously, she is. And so she and is. so it's like, but I think I, she's fine. If and she so, wasn't, and that's she'd why be doing I'm wondering- things like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj responding to fans on Twitter and getting in huge fights with people who call them ugly or say something about their kid. It's like Beyonce is not even letting that kind of stuff get into her space. And I think it's a wise thing to do. And I think it's a form of protection and to keep yeah. her mentally strong. I think if it really got to her, she would simply retire. But I don't think that would stop it, I don't think that would stop it. For some people, it does stop it. I mean, look at, oh well, my not gosh, her. what's her name? Summer Walker, I think. At one point when she was doing concerts, she was like, you know, this fame step is not for me. This is going to be my last concert. This is going to be my last album. I'm done. And then she wasn't, forgive me if it wasn't Summer. I'm pretty sure. Is Summer the one who just had twins? Oh, bro, I don't know. Do y'all know who that, okay, well, anyway, I remember it was definitely, uh, (laughs) well, she's been around and she has phenomenal talent too, but uh, yeah, I think Beyonce knows that about her. Like, I don't think she's like, oh no, people all over the world, like, love me and put me on this pedestal. That's a surprise. I think she knows. And because of that, that is why she moves the way she moves. Yeah. And that's Evie, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts. So I think um, we've seen Beyonce two to three decades now. And from my experience with her, as if I know her, like we kick it or whatever, <laughs> but my experience with her is she has been probably, or I would say arguably, probably one of the most consistent as far as top tier talents in mm-hmm. the entertainment industry um, since her, so, like Destiny Child days to solo days to hideout days to being with Jay, like all of the stuff she does is always at a next level and top tier. I definitely think she is self-aware of of the impact that she has and you know you know i think she knows that and she sensed that whether it be award shows whether it be people mm-hmm. showing old to her in their songs um and i think that's why you see those genuine moments with her and what some would consider her fans even though they're other celebrities like we see that just the other day we saw it um just this past week as we talk about black mm-hmm. history and other stuff that's happening but we saw it this this past week with lebron james becoming the mm. nba all-time leading scorer and that's only in the regular season but scoring 38,000 points in a series of um, uh, 20 seasons. But you saw all these celebrities at this game. You saw um, NBA athletes basically show a sense of respect and reverence and praise, so to speak, to him for that great accomplishment. And we see that time and time again when people winning their awards. um, Yes, they thank their family. They thank God. They thank their team. But then they're also showing a nod to Beyonce because it's kind of like you're the standard. Like you are who we wish we could be or you are the one that we strive to be or you're the one that we look up to because it's kind of like what would Beyonce think about in this moment? And I'm not trying to compare Beyonce to Jesus because I know that's what some of y'all gonna that's what some of y'all gonna take out of it. But in in for many people in the entertainment business or in the game, that's what they see of like this is the best that we have and how will this person respond? And I think she has a sense of from the outside because I we only could like Sabrina said we only can go by what she we, what she allows to show us. But from what we see, we see a sense of self control and self restraint. And I would say that's credit to her and her upbringing. That's credit to her spouse. Credit to her kids credit to her circle of like no we're not going to get into the bannering or bickering on social media no we're not going to just go on tour because we can or because we want to like we are well calculated on how we move or how we want to move yes i'm going to just drop an album at midnight and nobody's going to even know that i was working on one except for the people who signed the nda what we doing this song together or hey i need you to play on this beat or hey i need you to come to the studio and record this for me and you see those moments with her and you're like this is somebody who is extremely self-aware this is somebody who seems to be very kind who be very patient who has a sense of self-control who exhibits a sense of love and joy to those who are around her and when you start looking at it you know just because we can always talk to y'all about the bible here um like she exudes the fruit of the spirit and it's just wild um that somebody of that magnitude does that and i say wild in a way of like you don't see this from many other people in the entertainment business and that's why she is who she is there i think i think it goes down to that mental fortitude uh that sabrina talked about i i mean it wouldn't be for 
me. Um, but you know what? I'm glad that she does well. And I think that she, you know, as you're saying, you like you, she protects herself from, from those moments. I'm sure she has those human moments where she wants to say something, but you know, knows that it's just better to let her actions speak for. She don't have to justify anything. She don't have to clarify anything. She just moves as she should. But I just think, man, that is, seems like a lot of not pressure in the pressure sense to, to perform or outperform or that, but just in the sense of like the, can you, can I just live? Can I breathe? Can I exist without everything, everything Beyonce does? Maybe she likes it. I don't know, but everything she does. Well, Sharika, you were a pastor. There was pressure there. How did you navigate that? Because people feel like pastors can't make a mistake. They can't have a bad day. They can't say a rude word. They can't, you know, they have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I think pastors are under a huge amount of pressure. I I mean, I think that is true. I guess I never really, I know that's what I was, but I always just saw myself as a regular person. And maybe that's (laughs) how she viewed it. Maybe she's just like, yeah, they feel like, yeah, that people have this hype about me, but I know who I am. I'm just a regular, regular person. Or I'm not. I'm that bitty, as she says. So you know what I mean? I'm that girl. Yeah. I, you know, you know I don't it. know. But I just saw myself as a regular person and I didn't, re- I mean, I did feel some of the pressure or I don't, I won't say pressure, responsibility. I would say I did take the responsibility serious. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know I didn't see myself having more responsibility than any other person who says that they follow the Lord and they should, and they should be living their lives for God in all the ways that they, they, they serve. Love it, friend. Well, that was a very encouraging conversation, although it did bring my temp down because today's the ninth. And I'm like, Ticketmaster, where's my code? I'm trying to get these Beyonce tickets. Am I not selected Ticketmaster? Come on. Like my friends who were in the first block, they're married. One of them got selected. The other one didn't, but then it worked out. And so when my mm. husband came home, I was like, Doug, I need to use the computer so I can do this again. He's like, you've already used two emails. We're not adding a third. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. I mean, these girls. So they're going to go see her in Toronto, which mm. they live in Charlotte. She's coming to Charlotte, but you know, people be fancy. Um, I try to get, I think we talked about this already i try to get doug to go to miami and he's like she's coming to tampa we will see her in tampa so mm-hmm. ah, it's really quiet over here Ticketmaster, come on you know i'm not a scalper i need you to do me a solid and send me this early mm-hmm. pre-registration whatever code they said they had you on the tailor they said you get one and you got <laughs> i know i'm so nervous because if i had to decide no shade taylor but girl i would drop you without a second thought if i had to <laughs> between which show to see girl ah, but we'll see we'll see all right i have a quote today for us from an american politician who in 1968 became the first black woman to be elected in the united states congress do either of you know who i'm talking about mm. Can you first black first woman it wasn't shirley it starts with yes it was shirley shirley chisholm mm. yes. you'd be oh, would have known it i don't know why because you did say congress but in my head i'm like why did i think she was a um a chief justice but she wasn't i'm thinking about my boy clarence okay well there we go shirley says if they don't give you a seat at the table bring a folding chair and i absolutely love it Mm -hmm. because i a lot of times in the conversation about discrimination and even me talking about my experience at the first university i went to it's they don't want us here it it takes too much to be involved like oh now my department looks like theirs and now they're upset and it's like well we'll just like remove ourselves sometimes. I definitely removed myself from that state of Kentucky and I have no regrets, but I'm glad that the woman I am today is a woman who's willing to bring a folding chair. Mm. Scoot right on over because you don't have to, you know, invite me here. You don't have to provide a chair for me. The Lord will provide and I will Mm. bring it. I will hold it and I will sit right there and be the light that God created me to be in this world and contribute what he wants me to contribute despite the color of my skin. So that's our quote today. I love it. And I kind of want to follow it up with a quick quote from somebody that EB has me laughing at now, Charlemagne the God. I admit, I never listened to the Breakfast Club before, but then EB got me onto them and I start listening to the donkeys of the day. 
So now occasionally I'll listen to it. I can't listen to all of them because they're every day and there's just so many. But Charlemagne is hilarious. If y'all don't follow him on Instagram, you should do that. It's a good time. Uh, he, he put up a post the other day and he said, God will put you where people don't think you belong. Mm. And I said, ain't that the truth? That's another folding chair moment. I think the, the last three jobs I got, there's at least there was at least one person who was like, yeah, it should not be you. And then God put me in places where not only did the person have to eat their words, but they had to see me excel and be great. So I love that too. Shout out to everybody bringing their folding chairs to tables that they were invited to. Evie, what are you expounding on today? Um, So not to bring it more down, but I just want to remind people that one of the things you can always do if it's about like improving your life and getting better and trying to do well in this crazy world that we call life it is to make sure you just know God. And I say that because you literally just never know what's going to happen or what the outcome of even your life um, would be like. And it's not like a scare tactic. It'd be like, you you know, this, that, and the third might happen to you because I totally don't know. Um, but I do want to say, um, at least from us, the Kitback family, we want to say our, you know, prayerful thoughts and our condolences go to the nearly 20,000 people who have lost their lives and the mm. tens of thousands who are injured um, from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. And thinking of so many of those who are um, finding ways to provide, whether it be water or power or shelter to those individuals within um, that deadly disaster. So those teams that are there to rescue people, those that are trying to figure out um, people who are trying to cross into other countries as they escape what seems to be just a terrible situation. Um, you know, our prayers just goes out to them. And it's really just to remember to hug your loved ones when you're around them. Remember to share words of kindness to people that you interact with. Remember to not only know good, but to be good and do good. Mm. Um, and I think that just will help us out go a long way. And for those who consider themselves a believer, man, just find ways to be consistent with your walk, um, live a walk of integrity and not just when people are sitting there watching you. Um, Cause I know that's sometimes common what we do and just like, Oh, well, I've never had a bad experience with that person. And it's one of those things that makes that person sometimes question, are they telling the truth about this individual? Cause nobody else has seen that side of them. And I think if we just are always consistent in, in our walk, whether it be in our thoughts, um, in our tone, in our speech, in our actions, um, people wouldn't be able to question who we are as individuals. So just try your best to do good, be good, and be more like Jesus. Love God and love others in all that you do. So that's all I got. What are y'all recommending for the people? I'm recommending a book just released. It's from a couple, a Black couple. It's called We Over Me by Deval and Kadeen Ellis. The Counterintuitive Approach to Getting Everything You Want from Your Relationship. This is a book, a couple that I follow on Instagram. He's on a show, Tyler Perry show called Sisters. He was a professional NFL player. Um, they have a cute family and they just, this is a relationship book. And they say it's not just for people in relationship. It's a, whether you want to be in a relationship, in a relationship, single, all the things. So if you're interested, it's We Over Me um, and it's out where all books are. Love it. I need to add that to my books as well. I am going to recommend Toby Mac's latest album. It is called Life After, After, oh my gosh, Life After Death. Um, it came out in 2022. Really good. I love uh, the song The Goodness. That's one of my favorite things on it. And Promised Land is good too, but it has a lot of just great th- uh, music that will encourage you on your walk. And from somebody who, if anybody knows about walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't know what it's like to lose um, a child, but I've heard that's one of the worst things you can go through. And if this man can still claim the goodness of God and the joy of the Lord, then um. I think that will be encouragement to someone. So life after death, Toby Mac. So shout out to Lee Daniels for always blessing the world with something. Um, in 2021, he came out with this movie called that I'm recommending to you guys. It's on Hulu. It's the United States versus Billy Holiday. The United States versus Billy Holiday presents the story of Billy Holiday, a jazz music icon and civil rights activist who was targeted by none other than you guessed it the federal government. So hope you guys, um, since we talked about the, the Grammys today, we talked about music and um, here's a movie about music and about our lovely government and on their efforts to escalate and racialize the war on drugs. That was mainly just a plot to have a war on terror towards um, black people. So yeah, that's what I got for you guys. And as always, 
Um, I got a quote to close out for us today before our normal closing quote, but from the one, the only Dr. Martin Luther King, the time is always right to do what is right. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.